0: Hey friends and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen. And I have to tell you, I loved my last conversation about marriage so much with our guest, Becky Bodwin, that I wanted to do another episode about marriage. This time I'm going to share with you three tools that you can use to try to strengthen your relationship. One of them is the one that Becky shared last episode, but I also have two other ones. They're quick. They're straightforward and easy. And I think it can really strengthen our relationships. So this is what I'm going to dig into today is sharing these three tools and tips with you that we can all apply to our marriages. But you could also use these, you know, with other people as well. All right, so let's jump into these three tools or tips. The first one comes from Brene Brown, the author and uh, professor who has lots of books on, uh, you know, basically being vulnerable and our relationships and all sorts of things so she does this with her significant other and I thought it was such a great idea I wanted to share it now i I don't know that she gave it a name or you know where she got this from but I'm just sharing it because it was a good idea so basically when she comes home or in her a significant other comes home at the end of the day they ask each other kind of where are you at like what do you have left right what do you have left to give you know in our relationship you know to give it home that sort of thing so how much energy do you have left to invest? How much patience? How much kindness? How much more of a load can you carry? Okay, so it's just a quick question. It's kind of a, it's a check-in. So you can just call it a couple's check-in or a daily check-in, but, uh, you know, or what's today's number? You know, what do you have left? Call it whatever you want, but really it's that when both people are home, they just do a one minute check-in with each other. And instead of just being like, oh, my day was crazy, terrible, of course you can get to that, right? For there's another tool we're going to talk about how you connect and kind of share. But for now, finding out that number when you're both, you know, finally at home after a long day, you know, okay, this, this person is almost tapped out. And so they're probably going to be worn out. They're probably going to be maybe uh, quicker to respond or more easily distracted or that the normal things they might do. They may not be up for it. And this can be for a million reasons. It could be that your work day was stressful or something happened that wasn't great. It could be personally, you had a disagreement with a, a close friend. It can be someone in your family's really sick. It can be so many things. It can just be that you don't feel well that day, right? I mean, it could be, you know, for women, there could be a lot of reasons you don't feel well, right? That time of the month. I mean, so many things. So it's just such a great way to check in and know, okay, where's that person coming from? So what they do is they ask this question, you know, what do you have left? And then they answer, you know, a hundred, you know, one to a hundred. And so of course, the higher the number, the more you have left to put into the rest of your day to put into your relationship, the lower the number, then the other person shares their number. So in other words, if I get home or I work from home. So if my husband gets home, you know, after work and I'm wrapping things up, I might be like, you know, what do you have left for today? Or, or what's, you know, how much energy do you have left or, you know, whatever. And he says 25, meaning that he doesn't have a lot left, but a little bit. So then I'm to say my number. And if mine, if I feel like, gosh, you know what? Today was a great day. I feel like I have really great energy. I have the ability to do lots of things. And I know that I can help support him. Right, like I can kind of carry the bigger part of the portion or load today. Then I might say, I got you. I got a hundred. Right Or I got you, I'm at seventy five and so the thing is is you're one it's just a signal to each other, two though you're sharing with the other person like, "Hey, I have enough to fill in what you don't have the mental or the physical or emotional space for today, and I think that's so beautiful and so helpful. The other thing though is is if you both find out that you're both well, kind of at you're just at the bottom, right you have nothing left to give today, and you say you're both at ten you're at zero, you're at 20 and you're both low like that, then you know, okay, we got to do something different here. Maybe we order takeout. Maybe we, you know, go, I go take a bath and you go on a walk or we both go on a walk, but we realize in that day, we may not have the strength to go make dinner or the strength to finish the chores or to work on some project, home project. So I think it's such a great thing. And I will share with you, there's a little interview clip of her talking about this. I'll share that with you in the show notes. But I love that idea. Just make it your own. I think the important thing is you're doing a really quick check-in with your spouse. And then you're kind of saying like, hey, I got you or hey, you know what? We're both spent. Like what we're going through right now in this moment or this day or this season is so hard. We got nothing left, right? And so then you can make a different choice about how you show up in that evening, you know, or the whole day, if it's early in the day. So I love that. Okay. The next one is, um, they call it, or one of the things it's called is team. And really what it is, is how do you connect as a couple every day or most days for just 10 or 15 minutes to strengthen your relationship, to deepen your relationship, to increase trust, increased feeling connected to your spouse. And so that's the acronym team. So it's, four things, right? It's T is for touch. So every day you guys come together for 10 or 15 minutes, you know, sitting on the sofa together or, you know, sitting at the table or whatever, and you touch each other. Now this can just be holding hands. It can be hugging, you know, touching the other person's leg, you know, rubbing their foot. So it's just some small way to connect, right? Physically connect. So that's the first thing, touch. And you really want to do that near the beginning of this because it helps reconnect us, right? Kind of ground us to each other. The next is education. And really what that is, is each day just share something new. It's like something you learned, something you read about, something you saw or, you know, you read about, you listened to it on a podcast, something you just learned on your own that you had to figure out. Whatever it is. But it's just something that you... um that's new for you today. And it doesn't have to be so much about your day. I mean, sure, you could share something about your day, but it's not like, hey, this thing with my coworkers happened and it's kind of the same story that's always going on. Sure, you can share. But for this point, the education, it's really just share some little kernel, some nugget of something that you learned, something you read, something that spoke to you. Uh, Maybe it's someone in the grocery store said something really nice to you, right? Share that. All right, so that's education or sharing something new, right? Three is appreciation. Share something that you appreciate about your spouse. And one of the rules here is it can't be the same thing every day. So, and it can be really specific to today, right? Sometimes it might be like, I just love that you're so kind to people. You know, I love that you just do things for our family, you know, and, but try to be specific. Don't just always be like general. So for instance, it might be, I, I really appreciate that you unloaded the dishwasher this morning before work. Or, you know, I appreciate that you cleaned up, uh you know, the kitchen. It looked really like the house looked really good, you know, or it could be, I really loved dinner that you cooked last night or that you texted me at work and said, I would, you know, let's go out to dinner. And we had a really great dinner that was unexpected. So it can be anything. It can be that you um, loved that you called them at work and told them that you were thinking about them. But that's the A, appreciation. Next is metrics. and I don't really love that that word or this one, but it's really that's the time that you can sort of share how something's going. So it can be maybe something you're working on your marriage. It can be, you know, gosh, I really like doing this new uh, little um, connection, you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day, this team's connection. It can be anything you want, but it's really just like talk about something more specific or how something's going. Right. So it's really like a, a check-in or taking your temperature about your relationship or something you're working on or something you're working towards, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, make it, make this your own, right? You want this to feel good. You want this to work for you. So if that seems too vital, then pick the M to be something, you know, easier for you, you know, just like, Hey, it's been a week. How do we like these check-ins? Or would we want to do something like change it from team to some other word that works for you? Now, I think if you said instead of teams, said teams, then that S could become sharing, like sharing about your day, which I think is important to do. You know, some days it might seem the same and there's not a lot to share, but other days we have something that we want to share. But remember, let's limit it to 10, 15, 20 minutes. We're not trying to make this take an hour so that we all have things that we have to get done in the evenings. You know, maybe we have to cook food for the family or we have to finish something, register for something, whatever it might be. So let's make sure this is short enough that we do it on a regular basis. So that's the next one, it's teams. It's another way to have a short relationship check-in, hopefully on a daily or almost daily basis. But it it's really such an easy way to connect with your spouse and have a little guide if you will, so you're not just kind of trying to figure out what to talk about. All right. And then the last one is the one that was shared if you listen to the last episode on marriages. Um my guest Becky shared about this. It's called the dialogue wheel or awareness wheel. Now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I really encourage you go back and listen to the episode. It's on marriage. How do you stay married? What is going through marriage look like? You know, going to counseling and getting support for your marriage. And we also talk about what it's like to navigate relationships as our children become young adults and then adults and kind of how that can be really messy and then how our roles change and what it really takes to get through that and get to the other side. All right, so go and listen to that episode. But okay, so I'm gonna walk just real quickly through this tool. I'm gonna share a a link in the show notes that you can go download a PDF of the tool. But basically this tool is, you can use it in three different ways. The first is you can use it as a reflection tool. So you can just use it on your own to kind of think through kind of what happened or what's, what was going on in your relationship. Maybe if something kind of happened, the next is you can use it together as a couple. Uh, In other words, you can fill out the dialogue wheel and then you can bring it to have a conversation with your significant other later. Um, Or you can, that's in other words, its to prepare the conversation. And then the third is you can both fill it out and then come together at another time to both share. You would take turns, okay? Like one person would go and would just listen. And then the other person would go and just listen. And then you could discuss. All right, so this awareness or dialogue wheel. It's basically creating a safe space. It's creating a place where we can separate, uh, let's see, like our feelings and what we believe, like our judgments and what's in our head from what's actually the facts. And and when we do that, we're able to have this safer place to have the conversation around something that's happened or a conflict or something that's bothering us. Okay, so the first thing is we, we put down sensory data. So like I sense. So this is gonna be, what have I seen? What have I heard? You know, in other words, what was going on? What did I observe in the conflict or whatever you want to sort of dissect, if you will. All right. The next is, what do I think? So it's your thoughts. It's what do I think is going on? What are the stories in my head? What are my beliefs, my judgments and my influences? In other words, what do I, uh, what's the story I keep making up in my head? What are the judgments I'm making about uh, my significant other or what they meant or what they said? So in other words, the story I'm making up about you is, and then you fill in those statements if you have some of those. All right. And then feelings. How am I feeling? Am I mad, sad, glad, afraid, surprised, or disgusted? So write down how you're feeling. All right. And then what do you want? What do you want for yourself, for others, for the stakeholders? What are your intentions, your desires, and hopes? And so uh, let's see for that, you know, you're basically just saying like, what's your needs? You know? And so uh, I think, Becky explained that it's either intimate needs or it's identity needs. So intimate needs would be things like affection, attention, comfort, security, support, connection, and safety. Identity needs are things like validation, approval, appreciation, encouragement, and respect. And like she explained, if we're not demanding these things, right, like that you want a f- um connection, you know, like touch or whatever. Uh, Like intimacy, it's that you're just voicing a need that you have, and so that's your wants. Okay. Then the actions is what will I do in the future, and then what have I been doing, past and current. All right. And so, all right. Let's see here. Anyway. So then we we write this down, and then we we get a chance to walk through this um, either by ourselves. Right. It's a reflection tool can be, or we can take this information and we can share each part of it with uh, the person that we, we had the conflict or we had something that we want to go through with them. But then they're just to listen. If they talk while we're talking, it's just to clarify what we're saying. But the reason we break up things like facts, like what did I see in here, has to be a fact, not a perception. And then the feelings well, the reason we do that is because then we're not making judgments about them. That's just based on our own perception, our own uh, story or belief when it may not have been true. Meaning you can say, well, I thought you sounded angry at me. Well, that is our perception. I did feel that way, but that doesn't make that a fact. And so that's why we want to separate this in this exercise. But go and grab the PDF and then you can work on it. But, uh, I asked Becky, like, well, what do you do? Do you just like print this and you both do it, you and your spouse? And she said, Well, no, I would learn to use it first yourself. And I will link to the website of the people that actually created this originally. They have a website. So I'll link to that with the kind of the how you break it down, like what's the issue? And then you do those. I sense, I think, I feel, I want, I do. And so you can kind of look at this further. You can read about it, but it's a great tool to improve our communication. And it's a great tool to help resolve conflict and help us just improve our relationships. Because let's be honest, a lot of the challenges we have in relationships is because we perceive something and it may not be reality, right? Like it's our reality, but it's not necessarily factual. And so when we can separate those things and then actually get to the bottom of what do we really need and how are we really feeling about something? You know, what's the deeper thing that we're really uh, trying to say, or maybe we don't even know how to say it yet. But when we take the time, right, to get quiet and do this exercise, the, the things start coming to us. We start understanding ourselves better. And then we start understanding the person in which we're trying to maybe address something with. And so it's so powerful. All right. So those are the three tools or techniques or tips I wanted to share with you. And I have done some of these, but I haven't necessarily done them consistently. So, I'm looking forward to actually trying to implement these more in my own marriage and just get better at being more aware, right, of the difference in my perceptions versus re- like what's actually a fact. And then what do I really need? So, I think that's really important. Okay. And then I saw this uh, statement, or maybe it was an interview the other day with Kevin Bacon and he's been married for a really long time. Actually, he's really adorable. He and his wife on uh, Instagram, they share lots of videos of like them singing and doing guitar with their goats. They have a farm. But you know, one of the things he said that I really like, and I think is so true is marriage is about play. And I think that's also a good and important thing for us to remember. It's not just all about the work, the effort and, you know, and it's that we have to have fun together. We have to find ways to connect doing things that we enjoy. It can't just be about this, the division of chores, the division of like running the household. I mean, those things do need to happen and they're important. But nowadays, people want an actual partner. They want somebody they can do life with and that they want to do life with, right? It's not just about we need 10 kids to work our land, work our farm, you know? And so I'm not saying that, you know, God didn't intend a couple to come together for it to be more than that, right? He calls it a covenant, not just a contract. But I'm just explaining that in history, there was a real need to be in a relationship to run, you know, our own, uh, like basically to support ourselves, right? Like to support our land and support, you know, um, the food and all the things where we don't have that as much anymore, or at least a lot of us don't. And so we just have to remember people are looking for a real connection, but that takes the work and it takes knowing how to communicate and then how to resolve conflict. And so I hope you'll also find ways to go and play, go and do something fun or new, take a new class, like a cooking class, go on a bike ride together, play a game, whatever it might be. But I think that's really important too. So it's not just about getting really good at conflict resolution and communication. Those are very important. But we also have to have fun together, you know, or enjoy each other's time. And let's be honest, for a lot of couples, in myself included, we ebb and flow in that sometimes, meaning you might feel less connected to your spouse or that you don't have any fun or you don't feel like you're ever laughing together. But that can be changed if you're still in a relationship where you care about each other and there's not abuse. So we're not talking about somebody in an extreme situation where maybe They need to take different steps or action. But if it's somebody that you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to be in a relationship with them and everything's okay, but it's not great. That is a perfect time to rekindle interest together, to find a new interest together. I don't know if you know who it is, but uh, Michael Hyatt used to be one of the publishers of Thomas Nelson Publishing, but he has his own company now and he does all sorts of, uh, he has business books and journals and he has a podcast and then he does business like men- high level mentoring, executive mentoring or coaching, I think. But, anyways, he just shared a post recently where he and his wife, they're probably in their 60s. He and his wife just recently started kind of watching football with their extended family. So, they're grown kids and their grandkids. And he said, I was never a sports guy. Like, I didn't even like football. I didn't really watch football, not even the Super Bowl. And so this is a new thing for him, but he and his wife decided to start paying attention and like participating in football games, like watching them with family because it brought their family together and their grandson was really into football. And he said how much it's changed the dynamic of their family and their own relationship because they're doing this thing together. They're getting really excited about it and they're buying the, uh, what do you call it, the jerseys, and they're having everybody over, and they're getting into which team are we going to root for and learning about football and so my point is it can be about anything it's it there's no right thing to go do with your spouse, and it can be something you've never done before, but I just encourage you find something to go do together to try, and if you don't like the first thing, go find another thing to try, or every month or every quarter every year, try something different. it doesn't have to be the same so until next time, I hope you have a great week. And I hope you try to apply some of these tips or techniques to connect with each other or to go play more in your relationship. you know, before my next episode. Also, I did want to let you know, I have a free workbook that you that you can go download at kristenfitch.com. It's to reignite your passion or to rekindle your passion. And, you know, you can even do this as a couple. You could do it on your own, but it's Really, like, how do we figure out what is it in this season? What is it that I want to be doing more of in my life that really align with my priorities and my values now that align with maybe I have a little more free time or maybe I just feel so disconnected from myself, from what I feel called to do in the world. And I really I want to spend a little time thinking about that. So this workbook is 10 different sections, if you will, that let you think about these different things. You know, what are your interests? What do you like? What would you like to explore more? What are you curious about? So go grab that. I think that you'll really enjoy it. You can do it, you know, on your own time, at your own pace, but it's at kristenfitch.com, And then it's actually on my freebies page. So it's just kristenfitchcom slash freebies until next time, have a great week. And thanks again for listening in. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it. If you'd subscribe And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out freebies and resources we have for you at kristenfitch.com. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at kristenfitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. Until next time, have a great week.